Hey y'all, welcome back to the Artivist Room, movement building through art and activism. I'm your host, cultural organizer, artist, actor, and writer, BK. And today we'll be talking with the Chicago-based multidisciplinary artist and cultural organizer, Rebel Betty. Her work centers on the preservation of culture in Black and Brown communities through facilitated dialogue, poetry, music, education, and the arts. The visual art she creates makes use of historical archives and contemporary photography to create impactful multimedia collages and videos that speak truth to power and document the power and beauty of Black, Brown, and Indigenous communities. The themes in Rebel's work include gentrification, decolonization, and honoring Black and Indigenous struggles for liberation and healing through connection to the past. Let's check out just what makes this Boricua click and get into the room with Rebel Betty. So, hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi. I'm so glad we have a chance to catch up with you. Um, I know you just said that you came back from Puerto Rico re- recently. Yeah, well, now I've been back like a month. So I was out for two months. Ah, okay. How was that? How did it feel to just get out of the country for a little while? Um, well, I think it feels good in, in the way that, you know, it creates a hard boundary um between you and uh things that people might need you for um but it's it's always complicated going to Puerto Rico it's uh Puerto Rico is beautiful and it's uh painful and it's complicated uh it's a colony um so there's every time I go there's just a lot of feelings so it's beautiful but there's just uh, it's very complicated yeah I totally understand that I I remember back in maybe last summer they were struggling around like trying to get the like trying to move folks toward like talking about independence are those conversations still happening or are folks still like trying to you know move work in that way yeah I think I think I think there will always be those movements and and I've been thinking so much about Palestine like those I don't think those movements die like no matter like what what happens to to us but but I feel like actively and and just still like there there are these other contrary movements to extinguish to trick and to uh get the the people to vote for statehood uh and those are like active campaigns that are happening right now awesome awesome yeah I have some comrades (laughs) down here in Miami that um you know talk to us about you know what what the situation looks like and how folks are moving so just wanted to check in with you to see how you felt and you know you. Uh, some of the things that you might have been working on in, re- in regards to that work or that <laughs> movement that's happening excuse me yeah it's all it's all so connected it's it's also connected even though I'm not there the the community is much larger than that and, and I feel I feel like none of these struggles are are disconnected um so I, I don't yeah, I see them just as an extension of my work, of my of my community. Awesome, awesome, beautiful to hear. And speaking of your community, while you were in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, if you will, <laughs> uh, you're from Chicago, right? I am. I am. I've been living in Chicago my whole life. Uh, I'm a North Sider, ten years on the South Side. For people from Chicago, you'll just know like why it's important to say that. <laughs> so talk to me about. Um, 
talk to me about how your experiences growing up there and how it shaped your artwork. Well, I think my experience growing up in Chicago brought me to art. Um, I think I needed it. I needed it. Um, there was just a lot going on in our community and, and people who live in, in poor communities, uh, they'll just understand the, the everyday stress of just uh, walking to school, of uh, dealing with the police, dealing with all white teachers. And um, I think art was just always a way for me to, to not have to think. Um, and through the years, you learn that it actually it can be a tool for thinking even deeper, but at, but at that time and with the healing that I needed, it was just a space to create and and to uh, free my mind from what was happening. That, and that resonates in a lot of ways for me personally. So you are a multidisciplinary artist. <laughs> can you talk about the different mediums of art that you play around with? Um, yes, I'm multidisciplinary, um, mostly because I, I just I just like have... Uh, problems focusing but I've always done multiple things since I was young I, I love to dance I've been taking bomba here in Chicago for a year um I make music I write poetry um I spent many years as a photographer and that took me towards collage and uh video work um but I think my my mainstay will always kind of be photography and collage it just I've always loved images I've loved the history behind images the emotion just even just the saving stories. I've always had like this thing about history as like just saving stories. I'm a little bit of a paper hoarder. <laughs> like I like to save things and look at things and like smell paper uh, since a young age. Uh, so I think just uh, visual art and like working with my hands uh, is my main thing. Gotcha, gotcha. My mom will call us hoarders, but um, I, I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> You know, although I'm like, I need to edit that because I actually watched an episode of Hoarders this oh, week. No. I watched it and I was like, okay, maybe it, there's another word. I just like to hold things. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I support the holding of things because, you know, we, we let them go eventually. You know, when they yes. serve their purpose, you know, we can let it go. But right now I know I need this. And if I throw it away right now, I know I'm going to need it next week. So, you know, yes. you hold on to it. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that to her next time. <laughs> Oh, man. So um, your work, it does center many of the issues folks um, from Black, Brown, and Indigenous community space. And in the face of this global pandemic at large, um, are going to continue to face for the foreseeable future. How are you personally grappling this? Ah, how are you personally grappling with this when you're creating these days? And what do you imagine for the future of our communities? And I'm thinking specifically in regards to the work you do in the arts education world as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been, I think it's been very hard to make art during this time. Like I, I, I really have struggled. I think, I think in this time, like words have come to me more easy than, than painting, but it's just been overall um, a little bit hard. I, I feel like things are... <clears throat> the way the art is made is changing in so many ways and there there's a lot of pressure to make art around what is happening and I think uh that can be triggering for people that can be something that you know black and brown people don't want to sit for four to five hours and draw about black and brown murder or, you know or write about that and um 
you know, at the same time, we don't want only, you know, non POC folks to do that, but it's definitely like it, it's, there's a lot emotionally like attached to making art for the movement at this time. Um, so it's been, it's definitely been hard. And I think for me at this time, leaning into to Bomba that I take here uh, at La Escuelita Bombera, it, it has offered me like a grounding, a return to like my roots and my ancestors. And um, a, just a reminder that art has always been, been resistance. Um, and we can use art to talk about our pain, but we can also use art to heal and to talk about joyful things and, and to return to memories of joyful things. So uh, it's been a complicated process. And I think, yeah, music has helped me and just trying to find the joy in art has been like my process this past year because there's, like I said, there's just so much uh, really negative and terrible things happening right now. Mm. So very true. I love that you're you're framing it in trying to find the joy too, because we're seeing so much, <laughs> so much is bringing us down to that level of like anger and bitterness and despair and the entertainment that we're being forced to kind of engage with now that everybody is at home is kind of not helping either. Because you know you have these shows that are consistently trying to like you know show us the pain that we've been through like for some of it it was okay but then these newer ones coming out it's just like okay what are we doing like why are we why are we engaging in this like what what's the point actually because I, I can't I can't watch any more of this you know what I mean like I'm already seeing it in real life I, I don't want to imagine <laughs> what it used to look like I know what it looks like now um so yeah I, I just really appreciate that perspective of like you know trying to cultivate joy through your art because um yeah I don't see I want it to be real for all of us I feel like you know even with the way that the art world works and I've always kind of like been adjacent to it but like I don't want to have to like talk about my pain for an art exhibition or to to get a grant like I find joy in my art we are joyful making art we are joyful in our communities (laughs) and like what like I feel like there's not that much space to talk about those things um so that's like (laughs) something I want to push back up upon it like even just in my own life like why do I make art does it feel good and if it doesn't feel good just you know wondering what that's all about so in 2018 uh you presented a piece at the National Museum of Mexican Art can you talk about what that experience was like being in that peeling off the gray exhibit and what inspired the process that you went into in creating the work that was presented there? Um, well, yeah, so so many things. <laughs> um, I think for me, the first the first thing, and it's just like something that that I think about is that I I am not a Mexican artist, and I was invited as a Boricua, as a Puerto Rican, you know, to to exhibit in the Mexican Museum, and and for that, like, I definitely. I'm grateful to my community because I I do live in a majority Mexican community and that is a space for their stories and like for me for to be acknowledged that like I am part of that story and I'm we are part of that story together like for me just that whole thing for me was was very important and just leading up to that was you know two and a half almost three years of really heavy anti-gentrification work happening in Pilsen, um, a lot of movement, marches, protests, workshops, teach-ins, 
um, all of that time to kind of raise awareness about uh, getting rent control in Chicago and kind of addressing the issue of the gentrification, which at that point was and is such a rapidly happening process. Something has been happening in decades, but that has just been exponentially sped up over the past five years. And so I was invited uh, to, to exhibit in the museum because I had been an organizer for that time around housing, um, but also an artist. So, you know, when I do a march, there are, there's, you know, plays involved and there is music that's talking about the issue there. I'm also, I'm a teacher. So like when, when I do something, it's all with like a teaching intention and like to, to create like an experience, an art experience, not just a march. And so I, I think for all of those reasons, I was invited to, to participate in that show. I made a painting and it was a painting that was kind of a, a timeline of the gentrification in Pilsen. So it included ah, archival uh, newspapers from the 80s and photos leading up to 2018 of the movements that had been happening in Pilsen um, to, to stop gentrification. Um, so I didn't do a play. There were so there were so many people involved in that show that were so amazing. But um, that year we uh, we also were part of I think it's Pilsen Open Studios. It was by the same curator, mm -hmm. and um, we what we did was um, an installation at an old community center called Casatlan that had been recently closed and turned into like luxury condos or like some kind of like co-living situation i don't really understand all the way and but it had been turned into these like new luxury and the community center was closed and it was a whole terrible thing um so we did we organized and we did a play outside of there for the the whole weekend that we were there with the open mic for the community to come and talk about that space and what it meant for them and um, yeah, that was just really pretty. And I think at that time, we were, uh, I work with an organization called Shy Resist. At that time, we were, so, we were very about political uh, theater or education of the oppressed. So a lot of the things that we were doing along with uh, one of my compas, Isaura, was organizing these plays or like interactive ways for people to talk about the issue without having to, to get them to, to like a rageful point. So we could talk about it in a, in a, in a calm way, in a way that they could think about it from different perspectives. Um, so yeah, that's something I, I've ever since I've just, I've loved incorporating that into my work. I mean, for me, it takes me back to being a kid. Like I've, and even now, like I, I just, I cannot do lecture. I'm like, if it's more than 30 minutes, like I'm definitely checked out, but I always remember like being younger and like our neighborhood got gentrified. And so they brought in all of these extra programs like art programs, you know, all this new money came in and like we would have theater teachers come in and like do games with us and teach us theater. And I was just like, this is it. This is like, I don't want to do this math, like reading <laughs> in turns, like let's play. Like it's just always, been, I bring that to my activism work. Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to be all serious. Like y'all right now. <laughs> right, right. Let's bring that joy. Let's remember our joy. Yes. Yes. And if we're going to talk about hard things, let's talk about it in a, in a, in a pretty way that we can mm. process and like that we can like uh elevate in our way of thinking about it right right exactly that I, i'm all i'm about anger don't get me yeah. wrong but let it be a <laughs> righteous anger too. right yes. let it be a righteous anger like <laughs> let's let's be proactive and productive with our anger 
Yeah, let's transform our anger because we yeah. can't always throw the anger. We, mm-hmm. Our enemy is not always in front of us and we're still carrying it. So it's like, I'm carrying it. Like, what am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make something. Yes. Yes. Oh, Betty, you just speaking to my spirit today, girl, because I needed that. I really needed that one. I needed that one. <laughs> I've been trying to fall back in love with art this year because I'm like, I know I love you. I just can't. I can't feel you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it went and how yes. I lost it, but I need it back. So we go love through this. Love through the struggle. Yes. 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 Come on, Betty. I love this. <laughs> You're amazing. So I did have a chance to listen to some of your music. And oh. I did check out this song that you were featured on. I cannot for the life of me pronounce the artist's name, though. Carlete. There it is. <laughs> Carla in English. Ah, okay. Shout out to you, Carla. Carlete. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So with yes. you being the multidisciplinary artist that you are, um, how did you, how do you decide which medium that it is that you want to explore on any given subject? Um, you know, I'm going to talk about like me exploring because sometimes I have to do a medium because that's what somebody's asking me to do, you know? And so sometimes like, you're kind of like, that's what they want. But like, for me, I don't, I feel like I go in seasons. I feel, I I feel like in the winter, I want to do things with my hands and I want to work with clay and I want to, you know, build things with my hands and in, in the summer or like when I want to be outside, like I want to write poems and I want to write songs and I want to be around music so I feel like it's like seasons and like I feel like I've always been told since I was younger like you need to choose one thing and specialize in it until you're an expert and I was just like I can't be like that like I I have a lot of emotions and all my emotions need to come out in different forms like some have words some are colors some are you know (laughs) noises I don't know you know I just I feel grateful that I have so many tools in art and I've never stopped like trying to learn different techniques of art because I have a lot of tools for when I do want to say something. Mm-hmm. And but music has always, since I was a baby, since I first saw Whitney Houston at MTV in the mm-hmm. 80s, I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to sing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get there, you know? So <laughs> I knew eventually I would do it in Carlete offered the opportunity we we connected um over everything that was happening in her home country in chile and we built a really pretty relationship with each other and she invited me on the song uh to talk about freedom and to talk about uh breaking free from being oppressed and breaking borders and it was such a pretty experience and my first song and i'm like she she really gave me like the confidence to do it so i'm happy that i did because it's a very scary thing when you try new things, when people know you a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just want to say that what you said is so affirming because, you know, I feel like all of our parents told us that like, oh, you have to pick one thing, but the way you just described like how you feel about your art and what it is, it's just like, I can't, I can't just pick one thing because some days I need to write and some days I need to dance and then some days I need to sing. So how do I pick one thing? I'm an artist. (laughs) Exactly. I'm an artist. 
<laughs> that's exactly what that said to me when you said that so I just I really want to affirm that because I felt that so very much in my soul as well and I and I'm pretty sure there are other artists out there who are kind of grappling with like that idea of like yeah I want to dive into something different but you know I don't have enough skills or I was always told that I needed to be this one type of person this one type of artist so yeah I really yeah I just wanted to big you up for saying that because that's that's really mm-hmm. really the way that you just expressed it just really hit me so I just yes thank you for that took me a long time to get there I can imagine <laughs> I can definitely imagine so before I let you go because I we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon here I do want to know though when um when did you decide to make music a central part of the work that you do you know I feel like I came up organizing in, in a space called Q4 and I uh came up in that space with one of my friends that I went to high school with and he brought me into this world that you know there's so many DIY spaces I'm sure we've all had these experience he was running a cultural space where it was always music and it was always political and it was always raising money for someone so I feel like those years were so formative for me like I've never like I've never taken any of those things out of the equation because they're so powerful together you get to people's emotion through the music They're They open up for the political education and then they're ready to act. And um, we do it together. It's like a collective experience. So I think I've, al- I've always just kept that as part of my work and music was just always there. It was always black and brown artists, indigenous artists from different parts of the world, Palestinian artists. Just It was just always different people. And it was always around culture and art. So I, I can't separate it. And then, like I said, when I saw Whitney Houston, when I was like three or four, I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think Whitney had that effect on a lot of us, for sure. For she did. Sure. She had her hair like, I was ready. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yes. I love it. It feels, it just feels good. It, and, and it can capture all the emotions where, whichever way you want to go. I appreciate all the musicians out there making the, this music that speaks to our heart and, and those musicians that are brave enough to, to speak truth at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> so um, as I close this out here, um, you know, this is the artist room. You are in my room. Well, technically you're in my living room right now, but you're in my room. And I'm talking with you because, you know, I feel that you are somebody that inspires me and inspires so many people around you to, you know, look at the world in a different way. Um, If you could speak to someone in your room, who would you want to speak to? And why would you want to talk to that person? And you can't say Whitney Houston because you said her name like three times already. So pick somebody else. No, but you know, I didn't them though, because I've also let folks know, like, if you want to have a dinner party with a couple people, you can do it like that. But if you want to choose one or two people to just talk to in your room, I'd like to hear those folks too. So whichever mm-hmm. one you choose, dinner party or just like a couple friends hanging out. <laughs> I feel like I would like, want like, oh, it's such a big question because oh, there's so many people, but I feel like I would like want to like have a dinner party with like, probably like Toni Morrison, Angela Davis, and Adrian Marie Brown. I'm <laughs> um, like, and Eve, Eve L. Ewing, 
all in her room and just like I just love y'all so much <laughs> like all the black women who have taught me like and even like you know just like not even been around me but have been able to give so much information because they are giving of their information so I would just want to say thank you I've learned so much from all of them and yeah and maybe I can have more dinner parties and invite Selena and Whitney <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they could have been living or, or dead, but uh, <laughs> I know you had mentioned her, and I was like, I know she's going to pick her already, so I'm going to make it harder. But yeah, I'm pretty sure she would be at that dinner, too. So I'll I give you that one. <laughs> or playing or playing on the radio. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Betty. I really appreciate you. Um, I'm going to let you close out, um, and if you could just let folks know, let our listeners know where they can find you. And uh, yeah, let them know about any work that's happening that you just kind of want to shout out. Thank you. Yeah, on all my social media, I'm Rebel Betty on Instagram. I'm Rebel Betty Arte. Um, but my work right now is living on uh, Shy Resist Org on Instagram. Uh, it's where all my mutual aid work and all of the um, actions that we'll be having coming up live. So um, that yeah, that's where you can kind of find where to keep in touch with the work that I'm doing. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to give another big shout out to Rebel Betty again. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining us in the room. Make sure you head on over to Rebel's IG. That's Rebel Betty Arte, A-R-T-E, as well as check out the Chai Resist page and tap into the mutual aid work that they support. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought of the show. Let us know by sending us a tweet, messaging us on IG or Facebook, or simply sending us an email at theartivistroom at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, be well and stay safe. Artivist Room is a Donkey Saddle Projects production. I'm your host, Britt, and our show is edited and engineered by St. James Balsam. If you'd like more information about Donkey Saddle Projects, please check us out at www.donkeysaddle.org.